Welcome to Speak for Yourself. I'm Marcellus Wiley, eating some of this crow. Email your auto over here passing bowls of crow out. You already know where we're starting, so let's get there. Where the Golden State Warriors are NBA champs once again. Their fourth title in the last eight seasons. Balling. The Warriors went on a 21-0 run in the first half and were led the whole way by Steph Curry on the shot, boy, who finished with 34 points. He was also named Finals MVP for the first time in his career with a unanimous vote. So, Acho, what's the significance of the Warriors' title confetti? Man, Sal, first and foremost, shout out to the Golden State Warriors. But what is the significance? The Warriors are truly the bulls of our era. The Warriors are the dynasty of this day and age. The Mm. Warriors are greater than that three-peat Lakers team that never got to four, albeit they played for the fourth, but they did not accomplish it, Detroit Pistons. Uh. The Warriors are the Chicago Bulls of this era. Mm. Six champ, well, attempted uh, been to six finals, okay, that okay, is, okay. in eight years. Remember, the Chicago Bulls went to six in eight years. Chicago Bulls, however, clean sweep. Six for six. Golden State Warriors, Ooh. it looks a little different. Four for six. But what I want to challenge everybody to think of today is, just like there is inflation in society, uh, I think there can be deflation, if you will, in the NBA. Let's go. I don't think, sell any other franchise will accomplish what the Bulls accomplished. And I think what the Warriors are doing is greater than anything we will see again. Here's why. Mm. It's harder to win a chip now than it was back then. Reason being, there's more talent from different regions. See, back then, mm. you had Akeem uh, uh, Elijah one, a Nigerian player of descent. But nowadays, you got a Luka Doncic, mm-hmm. 23 years old, balling yeah. from nowhere. You got a Giannis who go on to Tecumpo from Greece. You got a Nikola Jokic. You got a Joel Embiid. Now the market of the NBA is more saturated with talent from all over the globe. As a result, it's harder to win now than it was to win then. As a result, I would equate these four championships that the Warriors have won to the, the exact same thing as far as difficulty, if you will, is trying to win six. Hmm. The Bulls took two years off. Michael Jordan really took two years off. The Warriors more of the same. Now, Jordan did it intentionally. The Warriors have done it incidentally. Jordan intentionally was like, you know what? I'm done with basketball for a couple years. Let me retire. See what's up with baseball. I'll be back. Warriors, however, Draymond Green, Klay Thompson, Steph Curry. Klay Thompson played no games over the past two years. Steph Curry played 70 games over the past two years. Mm. Draymond Green, 108 games over the past two years. Keep in mind, roughly 164 games capable of being played. So the Warriors have retired incidentally, while the Bulls retired intentionally, Michael Jordan specifically. The significance of the Warriors' title is that they are the Bulls of this day and age. The Mm. significance of the Warriors' title is that they are the dynasty that basketball has been waiting for. Oh, man. Uh, Let me just start off by giving them their props. Congratulations to the Golden State Warriors for their sustainability, for them highlighting what culture really means. It just takes me back to the playing days of going against those New England Patriots when they were creating their dynasty. When they live by the mantra of more games are lost than won. And we saw this with the Golden State Warriors as well, keeping their composure when they lost the first game, keeping their composure when they were down one, two, because they had that championship DNA. Really amazed, man, because, you know, I look at life. I look at athletics, certainly through a talent lens. 
And you can't add it up when you look at the Golden State Warriors through a talent lens because they're greater than a sum of their parts. Think about it. With injuries to Klay Thompson and Draymond Green not playing well and Steph Curry having his worst game in the finals, they had probably their best performance in the finals. Like You just look around at this team and you're just like, how does it add up to this level of greatness? Reminds me of those New England Patriot dynasty teams. But when you say Chicago Bulls, uh, I want to highlight the word Bulls. Because that's some Bulls <laughs> hit. Can I explain myself? That, yeah, because that's some Can Bulls. Can I explain myself? Bulls hit. Let's hear it. Um, so the reason what the Warriors have accomplished in my mind mm. is the greatest feat we have seen since the Bulls and I think will be the greatest feat we will see for a long time is because the talent disparity is not much of a disparity. There's a lot more parity. Okay. What do I mean? Okay. You know how hard it would be to try to hold on to a Scottie Pippen for a decade right now? Yeah. yeah. Bro, individuals care much more about themselves now than they did before because there's more exposure to things. Okay. A Scottie Pippen is not hanging around to be a second fiddle for year after year after year after year. Remember, Warriors fans, you all even got lucky. Klay mm. Thompson was really regarded as that best two-way player for a half a day because Kawhi Leonard shortly thereafter took that title. Yep. But we were all talking about, man, is Klay Thompson going to dip and go get his own shine? Well, then Klay Thompson gets hurt and the rest is history. I don't think that you are going to see teams be able to stay together for periods of time long enough to win ships mm. like the Bulls did mm. because egos run rampant. It almost happened to the Warriors. The Warriors could have won every championship since 2017. But an ego in Kevin Durant said, you know what? I want my own. An ego in Draymond Green was like, hey, we can do it without you. They did. The reason I say that mm. the Warriors have accomplished something as great as what the Bulls have accomplished, because this accomplishment now looks different. You cannot keep that many talented players together until you have the glue, which is a Steph Curry. You can't keep that many talented players together unless everybody buys into winning. But it's so hard in this day and age to focus on we and not focus on me. Mm. And the Golden State Warriors have figured out what no other team truly can figure out is, hey, let's all collectively focus on we and then figure out how we can get it done. Oh, that's a little revisionist history there. And it always works that way when you win. Win. When you win, all of a sudden, everything gets corrected towards the positive, no right? Doubt. Like, we watching Klay Thompson in the post game, and he's talking about, oh, man, some dude out there tweeting at me. Hold that, and you know. But if they had lost or all the games he didn't play well, he still had that motivation, but that wasn't coming out of his mouth. But in success, now all of a sudden, of let me take my shots. Klay Thompson is the number two who was regarded as the best two-way player for a while. And there was a moment where they were talking about trading Klay Thompson. Mm -hmm. And Jerry West said, not on my watch. Y'all not getting rid of this dude because this dude is special. And that's how he stayed. It wasn't so much that nowadays you can't keep guys still because Klay Thompson stays still. There's enough money to go around now. So you will stay still. Back in those days, there wasn't enough money going around, so Cash was like, look, let me go where the opportunities are for me to shine because I could get some of this money that seemed finite in yesterday. But it's not even just about money. Why I think okay. this is so significant is because they're highlighting that, Joe, you can stay home, grown, stay put, and get it done. You're bringing up a like great Giannis, point. Yep, You're bringing yep. up a money point, which is true. Yeah. But even more than money, nowadays people just want they shine. Mm -hmm, people mm -hmm. go solo in music. People mm -hmm. stay independent in music. Yeah. People go solo in sports because people just want they shine. It's not even as much about bread as it's about I want y'all to know I'm the reason that things are mm. getting done. Mm. When it was with Kevin Durant, it wasn't about money. 
when Kevin Durant, Durant went to Brooklyn. You know that. I know that. Yeah. It wasn't about money. Yeah, you want that credit. You want that credit. Right. It's about credit. I think the yeah. Golden State Warriors truly do not care about credit. Mm. Every other team, you see their best individuals, secondary individuals, tertiary individuals caring about credit. But the Warriors don't care about credit. And that's so significant because we live in a society and a culture where me, 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 me. Mm. But the Warriors have shown us that what they say, strength in numbers and strength in numbers legitimately wins. I, I respect that. I respect that. But the Warriors are constructed in a way where they have to stick together. Just keep it real as an athlete. Draymond Green on any other team is not Draymond Green, future Hall of Famer, the guy he is. Whatever that looks like sure. is not the same. Sure. Draymond Green put him on an island and say, hey, Draymond, we need more from you. You're going to get less from Draymond. That's my testimony. Mm -hmm. Klay Thompson, it's weird with him because Klay Thompson has the mental makeup where he's fine letting you get all the shine because Klay going to do Klay. Klay is fine with this much space or this much room. Doesn't matter. That's his mental makeup. And you see it with his game, his catch and shoot. All I need is this. Wow, it's the same way he lives his life. Steph Curry is like, look, man, I've been counted out my whole life, so I'm always going to be on this grind, always pushing this rock uphill. And to me, this is like the perfect orchestra of personalities, and they all recognize they need each other. This is a lot different than when you talk about some of the other dynasties out there, whether it may be a Chicago Bulls, because, look, Michael Jordan was amazing by himself, but he didn't have team success. Then he got team success with Phil Jackson and Scottie Pippen. Then you get this recognition, we got to do this together. I think the same play is happening here. The thing about it is the Golden State Warriors have kept themselves alive. And even when they were on life support, it was just basically because of a collision, because of an <laughs> accident, because of injury. It wasn't because they eroded mentally. To me, that's the greatest point. In a world where bigger, faster, stronger, we're all looking for that. Who's the next guy that could jump out the gym? They just sit there with a collection of stars that say we integrate better than anyone else. And maybe we're not as highly pitched as other teams in terms of talent. But those intangibles, the things we can't even quantify, is what comes out in the finals and what made them prevail over Boston. Even though Boston looked like they had a deeper team, mm -hmm. a more balanced team, mm -hmm. and even... Let's say highly pissed in terms of talent when you talk about Tatum and you talk about Brown. But it didn't matter, man, because the mental makeup of this squad. Let's take it one step further. Mm. The most significant thing about this title, particularly for the most important player, Steph Curry. Yeah, yeah. Is Steph Curry has just as many championships as LeBron James. Yeah. Let that sink in. Golly. One of the greatest things we say about Michael Jordan, many right. say the greatest player of all time, is nobody won a title on his watch when he was in his bag. Mm. Nobody won a title on Jordan's watch when Jordan was in his bag. Magic got five, but remember, Magic got two of the five before Jordan even entered the league. Uh, so nobody won a title on Jordan's watch when he was in his bag. Not as many as Jordan, for sure. Steph Curry, four chips. LeBron James, Four chips. The significance of that cannot be overstated. Yeah. To win as many NBA titles as the greatest or second best NBA player, LeBron James, in the history of the sport, and to win it while he was playing is unheard of. Four titles, Steph Curry, 13 years. Four titles, LeBron James, 19 years. I'm not going to say that it is a mark on LeBron James' resume, but boy, do we got to praise Steph Curry and acknowledge the significance. We can't mm. even still tell the story of LeBron James now without mentioning Steph Curry. 
Yeah. Like, really think of We yeah, watched The yeah. Last Dance, and we didn't really need nobody else in The Last Dance. <laughs> I appreciated Gary Payton. Thank yeah. you for showing up. Yeah. Appreciated Armstrong. Appreciate that. Appreciate looking at Dennis Rodman. <laughs> it was nice to see Coop Coach. Obviously, Pippen needs you there. Yeah. But there really was not anybody that was imperative to discuss during The Last Dance outside of the Bulls and Michael Jordan. Yeah. Because when the Bulls and Michael Jordan got rolling, everybody else got rolled over. But if you want to go do a documentary on King James, call it King James, if you will, Steph Curry got to have just as much screen time. Because mm. what we going to talk about in 2015? Okay. What we going to talk about in 2016? Mm-hmm. What we going to talk about in 2017 or 18 mm-hmm. or 19? Mm-hmm. What we going to talk about in 2022? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't just omit that entire period of LeBron James, the second greatest basketball player of all time, or the greatest basketball player of all time's career. You literally cannot tell the story of LeBron James now without mentioning Steph Curry, because Steph Curry has just as many titles as LeBron James. That is the most significant thing mm. that no one is talking about. Wow. It, That's tough. You know what's crazy about what you just said? You can't tell the story of Steph Curry without mentioning KD either. Bah! Woo! Half of these is KDs. Uh Uh-oh, let's talk. Magic and Bird shared eight titles in 10 years, right? And that was okay. It's weird. Why are we changing this up now? Why are we making the same dudes that started off? It's kind of like how gangs, Crips and Blood started off as community activist organizations. Then they just start shooting each other, right? Magic and Bird started off as like friendly foes, and it's fine to share the decade. But then Jordan comes and gets six out of ten. Now all of a sudden, oh, Steph and, and LeBron, they oh, who's the better? What happened to the Magic and Bird when we allowed the top tier of those guys shared at the experience? Are we going to bring LeBron down or are we bringing Steph up to make this conversation? You know, COVID, it's a good question. We can need to have that conversation one day. But it's just weird to me to juxtapose and contrast what we're seeing now to what we saw with Magic and Bird. It was a tremendous, friendly rivalry for us to digest. Yes, sir. Now, why are you making it so contentious? Here's the answer. But KD sitting there like, hey, half of that mind. Here is the answer. Okay. Magic and Bird were seen as equals. Think about our top oh, 10 lists of all oh, time. There we go. Most people have Magic at three. You might have Magic at four if you have Kareem at three. But you got Magic at three or Magic at four, and you typically have Bird, Bird. at six or seven. Right there, yeah, you got yeah. Kobe at five or Duncan at five or Shaq at five. Or if you're an old school G, you got uh, 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 Russell Ooh, at five. Russell. But you got Bird at six, seven. You got Magic mm. at three, four. Mm. But Curry, many people have at 12, 13. Yeah, yeah. And LeBron, you got it one or two. Right. That's way too vast a discrepancy. Mm. You got somebody in the one seed and another person ain't even cracking the top 10. They didn't even make finals. They still in semifinals. You should not be comparing yeah, yeah, those they two. They shouldn't be together they in the same be together. conversation. Magic and Bird, yeah, it yeah. was like, oh, it was a fair fight. Right, right. Steph Curry, LeBron James, those two individuals should not be in conversation with one another when it comes down to championships. Now, asterisk mark, to your point. Mm-hmm. Say it. Kevin Durant was present. Slam Reaper. Kevin Durant was present. <laughs> present. That's why you cannot. President. Present. Watch your mouth. <laughs> That's why you cannot compare Steph's four to Jordan's four, if, if to Steph's four to LeBron's four, right. if you want to get into the nuance. Yeah. But at surface level, yeah. it's significant. Mm. On surface level, it's significant. I'm going to leave it right there. Woo! Coming up, we got a lot more on Steph Curry. We'll answer the question everyone wants to know. Is he the best point guard of all time? But first, Hall of Famer Tracy McGrady. T-Mac is in the building. He'll help us answer if the finals were a bad look for Jason Tatum. Next on Speak for Yourself. Real baller up in here. Why? 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to Speak for Yourself. Joined now by NBA Hall of Famer, seven-time All-Star, one of my favorite players before the show. But in 15 minutes, I'm going to let y'all know if he's still <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fireworks. <laughs> I'm going to let y'all know. I'm going to let y'all know. Oh, but before we get into all that, let's head to Boston, y'all, because y'all watched the game, mm. closeout game last night. Celtics in a must-win situation, but they couldn't find a way to get it done. Jason Tatum, man, he continued his up-and-down performance in the finals with measly 13 points and only two points in the second half. Yes, you heard that right. Mm. Two points in the second half. He also added 23 turnovers in theory. Mm, mm. Well, I'm hearing a lot of mm, mm. I need to hear some takes. Marcellus Wiley, <laughs> were the finals a bad look for Jason Tatum? No, they weren't a bad look for Jason Tatum. It's all about expectations, y'all, and this is called growing pains. Mm-hmm. This dude has just checked the box called the experience. <laughs> Last time I checked, everyone tells me about the NBA postseason. <sighs> you got to take your lumps as a team. Mm-hmm. Don't people know that teams are comprised of individuals, especially even leaders like a Jason Tatum, who's 24 years young, Nacho. When I, when I know a world where Michael Jordan, did he win the title at 24? Oh, he was 27. What about LeBron, 24? Oh, no, 27. What about Steph, 24? Oh, no, no, 27. So right now, he playing with Showtime. He playing with your money while he checks that box of experience. Jason Tatum found out what LeBron James found out first time in the finals. What Dirk found out first time in the finals. What Kobe found out first time in the finals. What Larry Bird found You want me to keep going? Yes. All of the greats went into the finals and said, I was here. And, oh, boy, this stage is a little higher. These lights are a little brighter. And I'm just going to take this step back. In regression, they learn what they needed for the next experience. That's where Jason Tatum is right now. A young man who's checking the box of growing pains. Was it a bad look? No. Jason Tatum went out there. Last time I checked, you were up here talking about Jimmy Butler, how tremendous he looked when he had a game of six points, eight points, and 13 points in a loss. But then when Jason Tatum (laughs) comes out here, when Jason Tatum comes out here and has just two stinkers in a loss, now, yeah, I know, look, I don't change the order on this boy. I don't like all this. Now, all of a sudden, when Jason Tatum does it in growing pains, first team all NBA, was anybody else mentioned? How you going? It's supposed to go one, two, three, right? It wasn't a bad look. It's a bad look for you trying to go out of order. But it wasn't a bad look for Jason Tatum. Here's what I don't get. Here's what I don't get about y'all. And it's crazy. What you mean, y'all? He ain't spoke yet. I can feel the vibes, and I don't like what I'm feeling. Are we talking about Jason Tatum Sr. or Jason Tatum Jr.? Because y'all treating him like a baby. So I'm just trying to to figure out, are we talking about Jason Tatum who was hooping or Jason Tatum that was coincided with the pacifier in his mouth? I'm just wondering because I'm I'm just wondering, which which Jason Tatum are we talking about? The one grabbing the leg. That that one are we talking about, the one that's the first team on NBA Selection. Y- y'all correct me if I'm oh, wrong oh, because oh. you mentioned names like uh, like Kobe and Bird and mm, all that, mm. but you didn't mention Giannis. You know how many times Giannis got a chance to check the growing you, you pain Giannis. and getting stuck you in the conference because, semis because and conference Giannis, finals? Giannis was in the NBA Finals last year yeah. for the first time 
in the finals and had 50 points in a closeout game. I noticed you didn't mention Giannis. Here's what we say about what, kids 24? these days. Big what? Dog Marcellus got four kids, T-Mac. I don't know how well y'all know each other. I know him well. I have to deal with him every day. Back four goes. kids. <laughs> but his oldest, I think, in grad school at Columbia. Yes, yes. Grad school at 23 Columbia. years. Amazing. So. Yes. What we say about kids these days, T-Mac, is they grow up faster than ever. Mm-hmm. Kids got to mature faster than ever. Right now, right now, we got to deal with more as young adults. We got to deal with more, more social media. You got to deal with more pressure. You got to deal with more everything. So then you need to mature. Don't compare Jason Tatum to cats in the 80s. The maturation of a 24-year-old athlete now should be greater than the maturation of a 24-athlete in 1980, in 1990, in 2000, and in the 2010s. Because in society, we say you should be more grown now as a kid than you was back then. Mm. I need to see the maturation of Jason Tatum to be greater than Larry Bird. He just gave you the maturation. When did he say LeBron, Steph, and MJ won their first championship? Uh At what age? 27. Mm. They didn't get to the NBA Finals at 24 years old. Mm. Right? I mean, we're, we're talking about a young player in this league. Yes, he made all NBA first team, but he also is going up against a team that already has three championships, championship experience. There it right? Is. And none of these guys mm. on Boston had any finals experience. So he's going up against experience versus inexperience. I mean, come on, bro. You, like, you got to cut him some slack. He didn't play his cut best. You know, <laughs> he didn't play his best, but I mean, 13 dude. points. Oh, really? What are you talking about? Oh, oh, Steph had a 16-pointer out there. Right. No, what you talking about? 16 points. Right. Here's, here's the question. <laughs> right. Listen, it, it happens. It happens. I, I, I seen Michael Jordan in the fourth quarter only take four, four shots mm. in the game and mm. lose. Mm. And we're talking about the great MJ. Mm. So it, it happens, bro. But with all, with all due respect, first, let's clarify some things. Oh, let's clarify about to take a shot. Um, all due respect. Michael Jordan, what, 170 playoff games, and he was the outright scoring leader in 139 of them. So let's just put some respect on Michael Jordan's name before mentioning Jason Tatum. Sprinkle but very me, quickly. Man. Sprinkle me, man. I don't have an issue, T-Mac, if you lack the skill to make the shot. I don't. I got an issue, though. If you lack the will to take the shot. Okay. And Jason I, I, Tatum, you on that. Okay, okay. he lacked the will to take the shot. Did he? Here's my issue with last night's game. Let's go. Jason Tatum is the youngest, most talented player on the court. We can all agree on that. Youngest, most talented. Right? The operative word, they're being youngest. Youngest, most talented. Yeah, That's yeah. Fair. Ain't nobody yeah, else yeah, younger yeah, than yeah, more yeah, talented. Yeah, yeah. Why did he play the fifth most minutes in the game? You the youngest, most talented, and you played the fifth most minutes? Now that's not a matter of skill. Coach. Now to me it's a matter of bump the coach. Oh, now it's a matter of will. Oh, it's a close out game. I'm with you there. So I, I understand it's his first time, T-Mac. I fully get that. Stella, I understand mm-hmm. Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. He's only 24 years old. I hear y'all, yeah. but that should not change your will. It might impact your skill, but how in the Lord's name does it change your will? T-Mac, he was on the court hiding. As if 10 million people weren't watching. As if, like, we couldn't see him in <laughs> HD. Stupid. Jason stupid. Tatum was on the court, like, what? hiding in the corner. I'm uh, like, Jason Tatum, uh, I can see you. These glasses are fake. <laughs> I can see you, Jason Tatum. He's on the court Listen, hiding. As a 24-year-old, man, first time experiencing this, there was a lot of pressure on him last night. Yeah, yeah, Right? Yeah. And, and, and it, it burst the pipe, right? Because... Oh. I know. It, oh. it, it burst. And, and, and okay. You could see it in the second half. Mm. He was deflated. That was championship defense. Andrew Wiggins was on it. Mm-hmm. Like he yeah. didn't, he had no breathing room, couldn't create no space. Fair. Like they had him locked up. There was mm. nothing he could do. Mm. I'm with this. Y'all, first of all, it wasn't he didn't want to take the shot. Jason Tatum in this series, good Lord. T- 
took too many shots damn near. 17 field goal, 19, 23. Wasn't efficient, 23, 20. Jason Tatum was taking shots. He didn't have opportunity last night in part because coach might have saw in Jason Tatum, hey, man, you're going against this championship squad and that DNA. Over the last 30 years in the NBA Finals, there have been only three players, including Jason Tatum, to go 21-7-6. and Mm-hmm. LeBron James and Jimmy Butler and Jason Tatum went out there and did this. What happened to Jason Tatum is simple. He got to another stage, said, okay, I'm good. I'm all NBA first team, so some say I'm great. One thing you got to learn about when you are out there in any race, let's bring up, we love track and field up here, the 400, that when you start a race and you're at your best, your best has to get better, especially sure. as a series goes yes, on. That is and that's why in a series, it's a game of plan Bs. They're going to take away your strength, mm-hmm. and then they're going to test mm-hmm. how strong is your weakness. Mm-hmm. And with Jason Tatum, they were pointing out, hey, make him dribble left. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jason Tatum, he's turning the ball over. They knew where to make Jason Tatum commit. And then in that moment, he wasn't ready because mm-hmm. he didn't have the experience. Mm-hmm. But now at 24, he has experience that Giannis didn't have at 24. He has experience that LeBron didn't have at 24. Mm-hmm. He has oh. experience that Dirk didn't have at 24. This dude's going to be fine, oh, man. Yeah. Not, not a, a bad look. But that's not a, a bad look. That's a, will he be fine? I wholeheartedly agree. Not a bad look right now. You know, I, put, I, put a lot, I put some of that on coaching as well. Because when I'm watching, for him to be 6'9", 6'10", he has to work so hard just to get a shot up. Mm-hmm. Like, if, I, if I'm JT... Right. And if I'm, I'm in me, I'm putting him at the elbow or mid post so he doesn't have to work that hard. You on the three point line taking, you know, multiple dribbles, trying to get a shot off when in tune. If you just at the at the elbow, if you're at mid post, you're one dribble and you're to the basket. Yeah. Also, you can see the help coming. You can make the easy pass. But when you're on a perimeter on outside the three point line trying to create, that's tough because now the defense could help and collapse on you. And that's but he what's shot 45 from three. He, he was struggling closer to the rim actually than farther away so how do you make that adjustment you're right in terms of physics bring the dude down in the key but his best shot in this series was the three ball how do you how do you make that reconcile again I'm putting him closer to the basket to mm. get to the free throw line mm. right once you get to the free throw line the point, the point. now so everything the opens up <laughs> yeah here's my issue biggest indictment T-Mac on Jason Tatum here's the biggest indictment on Jason Tatum in closeout games, game one, series one, closeout game, Kevin Durant outscored him. Series two, mm. closeout game, Giannis outscored so him. Oh. Series two, Giannis <laughs> outscored him. Durant. Series three, closeout game, Durant. Butler outscored him. Series four, closeout game, Curry outscored him. If you are first-team All-NBA, you're supposed to be one of the eight best players in basketball playing right now. Let's go, man. You had four closeout games, four opportunities at closeout games, either to put the nail in four. Either to put the nail in their coffin or to keep yourself above water. And in every single one, everyone, their best player was better than him as the best player. Game six, the Milwaukee. The that was a closeout game for Milwaukee. Game 46. Seven, game seven against the Bucks. Giannis outplayed him. Who's game better? Seven, game seven against the Heat. Jimmy Butler outplayed him. Who's what better games? in the playoffs? But that's a problem. How, How is that, that a problem? problem? Y'all don't. <laughs> this is crazy to me. This is crazy to me. That Jimmy, that uh, Jason Tatum, who's first team All NBA, yeah. y'all have no issue with Jimmy Butler being better than him in the playoffs. But you acting like he's been 
first-team All-NBA for multiple years. This is the first time being first-team Jimmy Butler, Has Jimmy Butler ever been first-team All-NBA? But Jimmy Butler in the playoffs is a yeah. – Jimmy Butler in the, in the regular season – Jimmy Butler in the regular seasons is not Jimmy Butler in the playoffs. Mm. He's, he's totally two different players. He does – he cruises through regular season, right? Playoffs, Jimmy Butler puts his foot like – whether it's scoring, whether it's leadership, whether it's rebounding, mm. whether it's defending, he does everything and t- at a high level. Can I get Tatum to do some of that when I need he's it at the moment? He's young, mo- bro. Where, where was the rest of the first he's, team All NBA? When he gonna be old? When's he gonna be old? Where, where, when where, is he going to be old? He, where, he's getting older. He, the he, he, right five? Where's the rest of the first team All NBA? Where's Giannis at? Half a day. De- you know how long? Where y'all at? You know how long? Where, half where, a decade where Luke is? We're looking. You know how long? Half a decade. He young. It's not about young. young. It's not young. It's the fact that he's going through the maturation process. You can't speed that up, man. You gotta go through it. You gotta go through the fire. You know it's the price of passage. I just somebody explain Giannis. Somebody. Giannis was 26 when he won his title, and he kept getting stuck in the conference semis and finals. Yeah, Giannis had to go through it. Did he not go through it? Jason Tatum has gone to the playoffs nearly, not nearly, every year he's been in the league, he's gone to the playoffs. Every- he's gone to the conference finals three times. Yeah, yeah. He done been through it. No. Nah. Like, the finals this, is this a should be beast. It. The finals is a different beast. Mm. I, honestly, I wish I had I wish I wish had you all in my lives because you all are so comforting. <laughs> you all is like, the man had 13 points in a closeout game, and all I hear is he's young. The man had 46 points in a closeout game, what? too, and we're not highlighting that. He's, if he's young, what's Jordan Poole? Because Jordan Poole had 17 points yesterday. He has no pressure on him. What yeah. are you talking about? Third, fourth option. He's the fourth, fifth option on a team, mm. on a championship team. Mm. Just like Wiggins has – Emerge into this player. He wasn't that when he had the pressure on him, was he? Mm-hmm. Now he doesn't have the pressure on him, mm-hmm. and this man is in, he's playing out of his mind right so, now. So let me ask you this. So Jason Tatum looks as good today as a basketball player than he did a month ago? Ooh. Is that what you were trying to tell me? Ooh. I'm trying to tell you he's going to learn from... That's not what I asked. He's going to learn from this. That's not what I asked. You pressure. That's not what I asked, sir. Does Jason, is Jason Tatum Say it with a chest, basketball today or player today in your eyes uh-huh. as he was? Here's what I say. Ago. I'm not worried about Jason Tatum coming back and not looking as, as good as he did this season. Mm. He struggled in the finals. Yes, he did. Yeah. I'm not worried about what he's going to be moving forward. Absolutely not. He had a bad first finals appearance. Yep, and I'm going to take the pressure off you, Acho, right now. And coming up, T-Mac staying right here. And Steph Curry is now a one, two, three, a Count him up. Four. Count him up. Time check. Count him up. We'll tell you where he ranks all time. Top Mac 10. on that. Woo! That's next. Don't speak for yourself. Oh, he top 10 today. He won yesterday. He was yesterday. No, he was not for you yesterday, was he? Steph Curry just kept tacking more on his resume last night. He won his fourth NBA title, finishing with 34 points. Also named Finals MVP for the first time in his career with a unanimous vote, finally. And let's not forget, he's also a two-time regular season MVP. T-Mac is back with us, but I'll tell where does Steph Curry rank all time. He's in the top 10, beyond a shadow of a doubt. Now, T-Mac, I was telling us, I don't know why you're looking at me like that. Uh, <laughs> was it like this yesterday? I just want to set the table. Was it well, Yesterday he was 12? Yesterday he was right outside the top 10, yes, sitting there at 11 and 12, sitting there at 12 to be exact. But what happened between last night, T-Mac, and this morning is he won a finals and a finals MVP. Mm. And when you win accolades like that, the mm. highest accolades you can win in a sport, you move up. So where is Steph Curry? Yeah. He's top 10 and he's not 10. Oh! <laughs> that, that just sounded good. That just sounded I'm good. I'm about to say. He's, he's top 10 and he is 10. Okay. <laughs> um, MJ, 
One, Braun Braun. Two, Magic. Three, Kareem. Four, Mm. Russell. Five, Duncan. Six, Mm. Kobe. Seven, Bird. Eight, Shaq. Nine, and Steph Curry, who kicked out Akeem Elijah one, slides in as my 10 spot. Akeem Elijah one was previously at my 10. I will allow a quick explanation. Mm-hmm. MJ, LeBron, Magic, Kareem, Russell, they need no explanation. Tim Duncan, higher than Kobe, obvious reasons. Tim Duncan over the course of three different decades, 90s, 20s, 2010s, all-around beast, defensive beast. Kobe truly needs no explanation. Five, three with Shaq, two by himself, by himself in quotes. Beast, RIP to the great Kobe Bryant. Larry Mm. Bird truly needs no explanation as well. You know what Kobe was doing in one of the toughest eras of basketball, what Bird was doing in one of the toughest eras of basketball, 80s. Now you got Shaq. And Steph. Shaq may be the most dominant player in the history of the game, Shaq and Wilt. But Steph, too, is dominant. It just looks different. He's dominant from the three-point line. Shaq was dominant from right next to the bucket. Shaq changed the game. Steph changed the game. Dominated both of them. It just looks different. Shaq I have at the nine spot because obviously Shaq was a significantly better defender than Steph Curry. But Steph Curry revolutionized the game like Shaq did. Akeem got to get kicked out. Because Akeem, though he had two chips, he only had two chips. Two finals MVPs, that's why I had him up there at my 10 spot. But now Steph Curry, he enters in as the 10 spot. I truly see no flaws in this list. I like the list, actually. Right. Oh, well, 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 don't leave me hanging there. 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 Listen, I'm not mad at that list. I, I actually love it. Um, oh, huh. Huh. I do. No hoops. <laughs> no no hoops. No Will, no Will, no KD, no Hakeem, not, not even no, he removed them overnight. Like, like, hold on. Here's my thing. I'm the bouncer at the club. Hey, what's up, Steph? Oh, let me get in. Nah, man, all y'all ain't getting in because all of those championships, those three, oh, now four, I'm sorry. You're not getting in. You're not passing Hakeem because Hakeem already been in here with two. You already should be in here if it's about team championships. Oh, no, no, I just got a finals MVP. Let me in. Let me just, I'll come back for y'all. I'm coming, I got a finals MVP. Guess what the bouncer's going to say? Nah, dog, Hakeem got two of those too. Why are you getting in now and Hakeem got to get out for you? So if you're going to replace Hakeem, you should have been replaced him. How do you replace him overnight just because Steph has more team success? He already had more team success than Hakeem before yesterday. All it takes to get into the club sometimes, T-Mac, is one small change. I went to the Lila's, that restaurant right there off Santa Monica about two months ago. I was with my dog. Trying to walk into the Lylas with my dog. Dude at the door was like, hey, big dog, talk to my homeboy. He was like, hey, no shorts. No shorts allowed. It wasn't no monumental change. All I needed you to do was put on some jeans. It was no monumental change to get Steph Curry in the club. All he needed to do was win a finals MVP. I didn't have him go change his whole outfit. I just said, hey, put some pants on. Yeah. I didn't have him but change he, his whole resume. Your boy got in. Did they kick somebody out because your boy put on some pants? You so, can't kick a team out. So we, we do not include regular season accolades like All-NBA first Uh-oh. team, Uh-oh. All-NBA defensive I do. So if, if you include that, then Akeem needs to be in your top 10. There you go. Here's the problem. If you're including that, then you have to include a you, unanimous, how do you spell that? You, unanimous, nanny. unanimous nanny. MVP for Steph Curry. <laughs> That's my dog. So if you really want to start talking regular season accolades, yeah. now I might have to put Steph Curry even a little bit higher. How, how? Steph, how many unanimous MVPs do we have in NBA history? Mm. But it's a, Steph Curry. It's, it's an MVP. <laughs> Uh, it, regardless if it's unanimous, it's MVP, yeah. right? I mean, let's 
He can't justify the change. No. But he, he can't justify no. the change. But no. you know what, Mac? Before you so, even get it deep into this, Mac, why don't you see a real list and tell me which list you really were okay. Yeah, yeah, dusted and disgusted. Here we go. Marcellus Wiley, who looks like me, has a list. First of all, how'd you change Jordan and LeBron? I saw that, too. You had LeBron at number one. Did he go slight LeBron overnight? What did LeBron do last night? I'll... What did Jordan do for your boy? Your boy. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> the air autos be speaking. Okay, I get it. All right, here's a real list, Mac. LeBron James, Michael Jordan. Y'all go fight over that. Kareem Magic. Bird, look at that top row. I that's, dare you. That's, man. Shaq, Duncan, Will, KD, Kobe. Ah, where's Steph Curry on my list? I'm going to put him as high as number 11, as low he's as 13. He's knocking at the door. Yeah, he's knocking, he's at, the knocking door. at the door. Who can you take out? Now, Mac, look I, at those lists. Talk about it, brother. It's, it's hard because, I mean, these guys are arguably, you know, they've been the best for a decade. These guys. I'm talking about all NBA first team eight to ten times. Mm. You know how tough that is, right? Mm. And then they all have multiple MVPs, finals MVPs. Mm. Steph Curry has what? That's just his that first one. one. That was first one. Got a short song. Right? They have multiple championships. He He's knocking the at the door. He's knocking at the He's door. He's knocking at the door. That's good enough. Shorts and flip-flops. KD, KD went there and, and, and helped them get two of those. Here's the problem. Thank you. The big, here's the thing. I like Sell's list. I don't hate his list. Okay. Because a very easy thing to do with Sell's list, I just got to find what name I got to kick out. That's tough, That's man. That's, well, all you I mean, got to do is find okay. out, like, who need to get out so I can get in. Who are you picking on? I'm looking at Kevin Durant, oh. T-Mac, and I'm looking at Kevin Durant, and I'm saying this. Oh. I'm saying, <laughs> you have no championships without me, Steph Curry. Who is it? But I have... Two championships, just as many as you have, Kevin Durant, Ooh. without you. Oh, wow. So if I'm Steph Curry, not a Steph Curry, if I'm looking at the bouncer, because you know when you got to get into a club and they, they do this. What they do? Capacity. <laughs> y'all know, you know what they Fire do? Fire marshal. <laughs> y'all know what they do? We had capacity. I'm looking at the bouncer because I got to kick somebody out to get in. I'm saying, wait a second. That dude, Kevin Durant, he don't even supposed to be in here without me. Because oh. Kevin Durant's greatest accolades Mitch. came because of me. So I have everything Kevin Durant has. Mitch. And some. No, Let me ask you this. Go ahead, please. Ask me whatever, big dog. Go you, ever, book. you ever played for a Super Bowl? No, sir. You ever played for a Super Bowl? Huh? National championship. <laughs> Matt, what'd you say? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> nah, not over here. So, so if if Tom Brady is missing, who who's some two of Tom Brady's greatest weapons? Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski. So if Randy he's making Moss. if he's making missing Gronk and who, give Moss. Me Randy Moss. And, and Randy Moss, right? And whoever they're playing against, who beat them? The the Giants. Giants beat yep. them, right? Yep. Like if he's missing his two greatest assets yes, sir. and he loses, mm. wouldn't we say he didn't have those who got – if he sir? had yeah, those yeah, two guys, yeah. he would have won, yes, like, won the Super Bowl. Yes, sir. What oh, point are you making, so, sir? So, 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 so yeah. what I'm saying is yeah, wait, you, you, you just said about his, his first championship Mm-mm. without KD. Mm-mm. LeBron ain't have two of his, his two. guys. Two of his. Now, they won, they won the championship. I give them all mm-hmm. the credit. But – I mean, if he had Kyrie and Kevin Love, it'd be a different picture. It'd be a, it'd be a different picture. Mm-hmm. But here's my problem, bro, uh, with all these ifs. I like it. I, and I like the tone. I'm, I'm just stating the facts. That's, That's a fact. They, they won the chip, but I'm just stating. In 2016, what happened to Draymond Green in game five when that was about to be a wrap? See, all these, we can't keep playing these if games. But I, if bet, you I it, bet you was one of the guys that was. Put your finger down. I bet you was one of the guys that was killing Draymond. Put your finger down. Stop pointing at me. Mark, hey. 
Marcellus. I'm here. Was he killing Draymond when he was playing bad? I don't know, man. Were you killing Draymond? I bet bet you was the one killing Draymond when he was playing bad in his finals. I bet you was killing Draymond when he was playing bad in this series. So now, all of a sudden, now you want to bring up Draymond because he got suspended in Draymond. Good point. Good point. Now you want to bring Draymond So far, KD's still in the club. T-Mac, they played together. This is why I understand why we're trying to always kick KD out for Steph. They played together, and KD showed them. Hey, dog, this is me. I, I like. I, I love that. that we got T Mac here, See? America. I love that we got T Mac here for this conversation right here, Who's right better? now. Who better? Every now and then, T Mac. KD. Every now and then, you might look like somebody the best player, and I feel it because KD looked like he was the best player. He looked like it. Here's what I'm gonna tell you. Here's what I'm gonna tell you. Here's what I'm gonna tell you. Stephen Wardell, Stephen Curry allowed Kevin Durant to do what Kevin Durant wanted to do. Wardell, Stephen Curry could have done this. Hey, KD, it's my team, no. so I'm going to be the ball hog, and I'm going to do what I want. No, but what did Wardell do? Wardell, Stephen Curry said, hey, KD, you a dude too? Go ahead and do your thing. Why do I say that? I Why know. do I say that? First two games. I'm going to keep it 100 with first you. First two games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First two games of Jordan Poole's playoff career. Do that 59 points playoff record first two games of career. Steph Curry sitting on the bench. He could have been playing. Sitting on the bench like, oh, yeah, Poole. Coming off an injury. But he, he came, First in the, round came, of the in, came in the next game, dropped 30 points. First so round. Steph Curry's like, yeah, go ahead, Poole. Oh, post-game interviews? Poole, it's all you. Because Steph Curry has the personality to say, I'm going to defer for the greater good of the team. Mm. Just like yesterday, I'm going to defer for the greater good of the team. Y'all need to stop holding Steph Curry's greatest ability against him because y'all selfish. Now go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I, listen, he, he is... Uh, definitely one of the un- most unselfish superstars, yes, right? Yeah, selfish superstars. No I, I give that to him. Go back to the series where they played in Toronto, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think Ooh. this, this KD's out? KD gone. Right. Go. Now, mm. do we think mm. Steph is just sitting back and saying, hey, Draymond, go ahead, bro. I'm going to let you do your thing. Because yeah. Draymond was actually the front runner of MVP in that, that finals series mm. right there. You mm. do know that, right? Mm. Right? He's defensively. Look at his Pick game up, five, Otto. game six Pick when up. he had Pick like yourself. 37, hit like six threes. Like Draymond was the front runner for that MVP. Love now, it. Steph was awesome in the series, but Draymond on both sides of the, of, of the, of the court, he was phenomenal until Clay went down. Mm. Where's Steph then? What happened to all that deferring? Anybody? Here's, here's a problem with you all. Now, this is a problem with you all. What do you mean, you people? His analysts. <laughs> I, I love y'all as individuals. Okay. Love y'all as individuals. Um, had the shoes. Great. The black with the blue stripe. <laughs> oh, he shoes. really buttercup in there. I love them. Um, as, as individuals, I love you all. As but. analysts, atrocious. Oh, wow. Um, and here's why. Kevin Durant has shown who and what he is without Steph Curry. Incredible individual talent. Incredible individual talent. Went to the finals once and lost. Well, and then he lost in the Western Conference finals as well, too. Guess who? Steph Curry. So, incredible <laughs> individual talent, but without Steph Curry, Kevin Durant hasn't accomplished anything collectively. Okay. Yeah. Steph Curry, without uh-huh. Kevin Durant, uh-huh. has accomplished everything you need to accomplish. I said this, T-Mac, and I will say it one more time just because you're here. Just because you're here. You can tell the story of Steph Curry without Kevin Durant, but you can't tell the story of Kevin Durant without Steph Curry, and that's all that ever needs to be. Oh, you could tell the story of Steph without KD? Absolutely. I'm telling this story. He he helped them with two chips. He got two without him, sir. He has two without him, sir. He got two without him, sir. Let's be real. 
Those two without KD, to try and tell a Steph story without KD, you're now talking about him being a top 10 player. That's the problem. He needed Kevin Durant as that trampoline to get into this conversation. They were in the Hamptons yeah. recruiting KD. Yes, for and here's the tiebreaker to this conversation. Seriously. I, I, I Be real about that. this. Why I hate you, that. Why you keep saying I hate that. what Kevin Durant did without Steph Curry? If I'm a baller and you a baller, we don't need to go about what I did independently of, with, without you. What did I do with you? So This is the tiebreaker. What did they do together? KD showed I was a trump card. So your egregious statement on the first segment when you said it's hard to win a championship in today's game, KD proved you it's not. Because he went to a team that had previously won, what, 73 games in the regular mm-hmm. season, mm-hmm. right? And joined them. We're talking about one of the top five best players in the world at this time, mm-hmm. talking KD, yes, going to join another superstar. Yeah. That, like, that's not pretty hard to win. Because mm. when he joined that team, everyone knew. Okay, you on the right. something. They're 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 on on the something. Uh, uh, right. T-Mac, man, it's unfortunate because the longer you talk, the more you'll talk into a trap. <laughs> and for the first time this whole show, he talked himself into a trap. Um, because T-Mac said this. KD joined a team that was already a superstar team with a superstar player. You realize that? But you realize we haven't seen another player need a MVP to win a championship since 81-82 when Dr. J and Moses Moses Malone joined forces? KD said, though I'm great, I need another MVP. Kawhi didn't have to say that. Dirk didn't have to say that. Wait a second, sir. Steph said it too. LeBron didn't have to say that. He recruited him. Kobe didn't have to say Stop that. that D-Wade did not have to say uh, – Shaq didn't have to say that. What are you talking about? Shaq didn't have to say it. D-Wade did not win an MVP. <laughs> Shaq didn't have to say they it. Said Tim something. Duncan didn't have to say it. You got to go back to 81-82 to find an MVP who said, I need another MVP to win. Steph has won without an MVP. Kevin Durant is the only dude since 81-82 who had to join another team that already had a guy that won an MVP to win a title. But Steph said it too. He recruited him and he was the MVP. Draymond recruited him. Draymond talked too much. <laughs> Draymond be talking. I don't like that. He got his own podcast. He be talking too much. Do all that talking. Up, do all that the talk. Warriors are champs and the Celtics have to wait for next season. Tell you if we're impressed with Golden State or disappointed in Boston. Next, T-Mac in the building. All the favor, man. Oh, speak for yourself. The Warriors wrapped up the season last night with their fourth title in eight seasons. Celtics cut the lead to eight in the fourth quarter, but just too much Golden State. Steph Curry led the charge with 34 points on his way to being named Finals MVP. So, Sal, we got to talk about the series, Let's man. We've talked it. about the guys. Let's go through it. You more impressed with the Warriors or disappointed in the Celtics? Man. Disappointed in the Celtics, seriously. Um, I thought they would win. And then when I came to the realization they wouldn't win, I didn't think they would lose that way. They mentally spazzed. The experience just made them implode. You saw that they just weren't ready for that moment. They just let go of the rope. Mm -hmm. And I I guess the stat that showed me that was the turnovers. And it was just like, golly, how come you just can't protect the basketball? Takes me back to my playing days when – when you get out of sorts, when you get out of your skin, when you're just trying to do too much, you're ahead of yourself, you're thinking too fast, whatever it may be, turnovers are usually the result because you forget the fundamentals. All this, oh, I'm about to make this move. I'm about to do this. Hey, just hold on to this ball before you do all that in your head, mentally or physically on the court. But they couldn't do that. It looked like a team that just couldn't answer the bell 
as it continued to rain throughout the series. Now, remember, this team looked like they were ready for the moment. They won game one. They actually were up 2-1 in this series. I can't call that beginner's luck. I can say, hey, I thought you guys were ready for this moment. But that championship medal kept knocking at the door, kept ringing that bell, saying, Boston, y'all going to have to answer it. Got around game five, it seemed like they couldn't answer it. A team that didn't lose back-to-back games this entire postseason lost three straight. <laughs> yeah, man, the way that they lost it, they let go of that rope. I was disappointed in those Celtics. I agree with you. I wanted to fight and say that I was impressed with the Warriors. Mm-hmm. But the problem is only two players on the Warriors were impressive consistently. Wiggins, Wiggins. and Steph Curry. Yes, sir. Steph had five good games. Wiggins seemingly had six good games. But outside of that, Clay had mm. a good game and a half. Mm. Draymond had one, maybe two, two. good games. Yep, yep. Jordan Poole, a good game and a half. Mm. Like nobody on the Warriors outside of Steph and Wiggins yeah. were consistently impressive. So although we want to say that we were impressed <laughs> with the Warriors, the Warriors didn't play above their talent level. No. The only player that played above his talent level was Wiggins. And Curry probably played at his talent level for five out of six games. But on a flip side, Mm. I'm not disappointed in the Celtics. I'm disappointed in Tatum. Oh, we're going there? I have to because, so it would be condemnation of a whole team when I'm really just disappointed in a guy. And I do not want 90% of the roster to pay for the sins of only 10% of the person. Mm. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like, it's only 10%. Jason Tatum committed the egregious sin. Let's go. I'm not disappointed in Jalen Brown. How? Disappointed in Derek White. Derek White won a game <laughs> single-handedly game one. Disappointed in Al Horford. He, too, single-handedly won a game, if you will. So I'm not disappointed in those dudes, and I'm absolutely not disappointed in Brown. But who am I disappointed in? I'm disappointed in Tatum because Tatum the entire postseason shot 44%. But then in the finals, he shot 36%. Mm. Tatum in the entire postseason averaged 27 points a game. Then in the finals, he had 21 points a game. So I can't say I'm disappointed in the squad. I'm just disappointed in that one dude because Mm. Jalen Brown did his thing. Marcus Smart, good enough. Marcus Smart was not great, but he had a couple 20-point games. Al Horford had some games of saving graces. Derek White off the bench did his thing. Grant Williams did good enough, had to deal with Draymond. Robert Williams, beast. So how can you say you're disappointed in totality with the Celtics? You can't. And I don't want to punish the entire classroom because of one bad kid. <laughs> There's no, as I, as, I, as I wrap up my thought here, mm. you know, the worst punishment in sports, the worst punishment, 6 a.m. workouts, here is the worst punishment. Let me know if you uh, agree. When one person misses class, when one person is late, mm. they say this. The one person is late, you stand in the middle of the field and watch everybody else run. Mm, mm. You actually punish everybody else except while the one person that deserved the punishment has to watch. Because the purpose of that that. was to make everybody else hold the one person accountable. I don't want to be the coach that punishes the whole Boston Celtics because Jason Tatum was late to showing up for the NBA Finals. Jason Tatum's the only person that needs to be running these half-gassers. He's the only person that needs to be running extra laps. I'm not disappointed in the Celtics. Uh. I'm disappointed in Tatum. Oh, I never went through that example. I will use that on my peewees now (laughs) (laughs) when their parents are late and bringing them to practice. But I know who you are, Acho. See, I went through this. This is what my coach used to say. If you show up to practice, and we used to be in training camp, you show up to practice and your roommate is not here, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you in trouble. 
Because why'd you leave your roommate? Sure. We are not going to sit in a situation, Acho, and say, oh, Jalen Brown, oh, good for you for showing up. Because we got lower expectations of you. And then you'll be like, yeah, see, Jason Tatum out there turning the ball over. Hold on, wait a minute. You can't get away with that, Acho. I mean, Jalen, I mean, Tatum. This is all of y'all together. The Boston Celtics had 101 turnovers. Not Jason Tatum. 101 turnovers, fourth most in finals history. You look at this. This was a collective effort of them guys not holding on to the rope together. Jason Tatum is supposed to have the strongest grip. Jason Tatum is supposed to be the one leading the charge. Mm-hmm. Turns out it looked a little more like Jalen Brown than Jason Tatum. A lot more. Okay, I'll give you a lot more. He did outscore him in the series. i give you that. But the point being, you wouldn't even got to this point without Jason Tatum. Let's just be real about this. And now we're not going to separate you two. Don't be that guy. This goes Do on. not be that guy. You got to be that, that guy. No, that guy is the guy. worst teammate anybody ever played with. You don't like me? Yes, I don't. <laughs> yes, I don't. <laughs> don't like because that what? guy I hate, that guy is like, yo, he doesn't show up for whatever. And he's like, yo, wouldn't even be here without me. No way. Trying to absolve himself the responsibilities he needs to be taking I'm accountability listening. for. I'm listening. You talk about all the turnovers for the Celtics. I hear you. That's fact. That's real. But Jason Tatum had an NBA record 100 turnovers in the playoffs yeah an NBA record 23 turnovers in the NBA finals Mm. Jason Tatum did not show up I love watching games at home I don't like watching games in Mm. person I don't know maybe because I played enough so I don't need to go feel the game whatever love watching the game at home because you can hear more you can see more you can pause you can rewind the most telling thing of the entire game came at the 850 mark and it didn't happen on the court 850? At the 850 mark of the second quarter, you're not going to see okay. it. I'm going to explain it to you. Okay, let's 850 mark of the second quarter, Lisa Salters, the sideline reporter, is doing a talk back with the crew calling the game. Mm. Lisa Salters is reporting from the Boston Celtics bench. The Celtics are trailing by double digits. Mm. Lisa Salters reporting from the bench. She says this. I was standing next to the Celtics bench, and Smart and Brown were getting after the guys on the bench. Mm. Open quote. Smart says... Take that look off your faces. We knew we weren't going to win the game in one quarter. Keep playing. Close quote. I'm still listening like, Lisa, keep talking. Yeah. You only said smart and brown. Keep, keep talking, Lisa. C- clearly you forgot what Jason Tatum said. Well, what Jason Tatum say, Lisa? Mm. They're down by 10 in a closeout mm. game. Mm. Like, no, no, no. I'll, I'll keep waiting. Wait, Van Gundy, why are you talking? Wait, Mark Jackson, why- Lisa has to keep talking, obviously. Mm. Surely, mm. down by 10 yeah. in a closeout game, the best player on the team, Jason Tatum, said something. Because they always say, lead by actions, lead by your words. But Jason Tatum wasn't leading by actions. So surely, the best player on the Boston Celtics had something to say with the season in balance. And as the report had it, he said nothing. Mm. Jalen Brown spoke up and Marcus Smart showed up. And as the game had it, Jalen Brown had 34 points and Jason Tatum had 13. I'm not at all disappointed in the Celtics because Jalen Brown is Marcus Smart's figurative roommate. Mm. And what did Jalen Brown say? Hey, yo, we got to go. We late for practice. Hey, I'm coming, man. Hey, we got to go. We late. Man, I'm coming. They in Oakland? Forget it. I'm going to go without you. And that's what Jalen Brown did. He said, yo, I got to go hoop. Whether you coming or not, oh my I got to go hoop, and I'm going to just hoop it out you. Now, wait a minute. Now, you're going too far. Why are you knocking on the door and that's your roommate? Like, what kind of dorm y'all in? He left. <laughs> Sweet oh, oh, he left? He left. And he came back, and he going to knock on the door? Don't you got the key? <laughs> <laughs> so, Draymond going to speak for the Warriors. If Lisa Salters had to give a report when they were down, what was it, 12-2? Draymond speaking. I'm sure somebody else will speak. Steph ain't got to say nothing. He's going to go out there and go get it, right? Because Steph is the champion. 
This situation, he wasn't a champion, dog. He was trying to figure it out. As T-Mac just said, well, Wiggins glued to his skin. And I understand the growing pain moment that happened to him. He didn't have a plan B like you need to have if you're going to win the championship. In the playoffs, especially the finals, doing your best has to get better. And that's what happened with Jason Tatum. They were locking in. They were focusing on him. Blitzing them to a degree, but not really. They just said, Wiggins, no pressure on you offensively. Jordan Poole can handle that if we need a secondary score. Clay Thompson can handle that if we need a secondary score. Just locked his dude up. And Wiggins did more than that. He exceeded those expectations. But for me, the disappointment in the Celtics, not just Jason Tatum, but the Celtics. But even though I know Tatum, you should have been leading the charge. Coming up, Steph Curry's a one, two, three, four time champion. So does that mean he's the best point guard of all time? We'll answer that next on Speak for Yourself. Hey, Jason. (laughs) Steph Curry became the seventh player in NBA history to win at least four NBA titles and two NBA MVP awards. He also tacked on his first finals MVP award. After the game, Andre Iguodala had a bold statement on Steph's legacy. Let's listen. More than anything, Steph, you know, I think he solidified himself today. You know, as as not even today, just his career as best point guard of all time. Oh, uh, we heard today the first time. This guy was <laughs> thinking about Steph's status with the best point guards of all time. So, Acho, get us started with your top five. Boy, I love me some Steph Curry, but that was still an outlandish take. Yeah. Um, however, yeah. at number five, yeah, he said John Stockton. Okay. I got Respect. number five at John Stockton. Now, Total what you're going to see is an asterisk of Oscar Robinson. I will explain That's that six. later. Honorable John Richard. Stockton is my number five. Why? Because I'm an old school cat when it comes to my point guard sale. Oh, you remember okay. when we started to try to change what point guard meant? We started to alter point guard to just meaning the guy who had the ball in his hands most. Mm. No, for me, point guards were guys like Stockton, a nine times assist champ. Yes. The greatest passer in the history of the game, if you want to talk about overall assists, because Ooh. he truly was making sure people like the mailman could mm. deliver. John Stockton making everyone around him better at five. I get that. At four, Steve Nash. Okay. Stockton won no chips. Nash won no chips. But Steve Nash, a back-to-back MVP. Before back-to-back MVPs were cool, right? LeBron <laughs> ends up doing it. Giannis ends up doing it. So many people end up doing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Steve Joking. Nash, a back-to-back MVP. Just an all-around dude. He really revolutionized the game when he went to Phoenix. I love Nasty Nash. He played for my Dallas Mavericks. Oh. But when he went to Phoenix and he changed that up t- up-tempo style of ball uh, uh, with his head coach, I love Steve Nash. That's why I got him No before. asterisk watching that. Okay. No. At number three, okay. Isaiah Thomas. Now we're cooking with grease. Isaiah Thomas, yeah, two-time yeah. champ. He really needs no explanation of his accolades. But more importantly, two-time champ, finals MVP. Not only could he pass it, not only could he score it, he mm. also could play defense and also was one of the heart and soul when you want to talk about the bad boys Pistons. Yes. And number two. You're going to mess up. Steph Curry. Oh, there you go. There you go. Uh, expl- Steph Curry is who he is. Four-time champ. What? Finals MVP. All-around beast. Mm. All-around dude. Mm. Makes everyone mm. around him better. Okay. Steph Curry is one of the greatest point guards to ever play the game. But the reason he's not the greatest point guard to ever play the game. He was just solidified yesterday, according to Iggy. Oh, I'm sorry. The Magic Johnson. Come on. Urban Magic Johnson, five chips, nine years, three-time finals MVP, ten times for for All-NBA. It's showtime. It's Magic Johnson. It's showtime. Like, Magic Johnson did everything (laughs) Steph Curry did and more. And at the point Mm. in which you got to go from playing a point guard to playing Mm. a center position because your center's out and you drop Mm. 42, 15, and 7, nobody can really dethrone Magic Johnson, in my mind, at point guard. Uh. Where I will agree with you, 
There's nothing Steph Curry can do to trump Magic Johnson as the best point guard of all. Oh, okay, so he can't be top 10 because he's never going to get out into the top 10. He solidified yesterday. <laughs> Let's get it going. He had a good list. I have a good list. Let's see which list is better. Number five, John Stockton. No oh. asterisk. Uh-huh. Respect to you. I don't know what that asterisk is. You're going to explain later. I don't know how much time we got. But John Stockton, everything you said, but John Stockton, good Lord, talking about how he Dude. was a floor general. No championships to show for, but who gives a damn? Your individual greatness and how you set that team up for success and contention year in, year out, gotta got love for him. Number four, where's his name on your list? CP3. Uh-oh, we gonna talk. Chris Paul versus Steve Nash. That's going to be the conversation. Yeah, you better clap. Um, I'm clapping for Chris Paul right now. (laughs) Number four on my list. We all know who Chris Paul is. Two-way player. Don't let the size fool you. The little engine that can, and that could. He plays defense, steals leader, all NBA and all defensive team right there, Chris Paul. Number three, it's going to get a little... A little, little reciprocal over here. I got my man, Isaiah Thomas. All right. Number two, Seth Curry. All right. Number one, Magic Johnson. All right. Now let's start arguing right now. You okay. try to tell me Steve Nash better than do this. Ball. I, I blame the okay. asterisk okay. because okay. That I was trying to cover. Why didn't you? You ain't got Oscar Robinson either? Mm. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you better call my daddy. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> okay. Oh, that hurt. Um, <laughs> Steve Nash. It's greater than Chris Paul because it's going to be offensive. That statement right there. It's going to be offensive. We'd never have to mention Chris Paul's name if we wanted to talk about the history of the NBA. I'm listening. Ever. Ever? Like, what is, what, you're going to mention Lob City? Like, we could talk about <laughs> the game of basketball and never mention Chris Paul's name, uh-huh. and the game of basketball's uh-huh. history would never be missed. We literally can't do that. Why? Just because of the MVPs? Because he won MVP not yep. once, but twice. twice. But then also, when you want to talk about uh, Kobe Bryant and what Kobe Bryant had to go through, remember the Suns were winning 60 games a couple years in a row. Yeah. So you can't talk about the game of basketball, James Naismith's phenomenal game of basketball. Mm. We can't talk about it without mentioning Steve Nash. Huh. But you could talk about the whole game and never mention Chris Paul. Now, that's an interesting point because I think you would have to mention Chris Paul because he's always been the guy that helped the team improve. Now, how did they improve? Think about it. The Clippers. That's true. If you if you ever talk about the Clippers, you're going to have to mention Chris Paul. You ever talk about the Hornets, you're going to talk about sure. Chris Paul. Okay. His impact to a team's organization. You talk about Phoenix right now. You're going to say, oh, team Phoenix had a moment right there. They had a moment as great as Steve Nash had. They were in the finals just last year. Steve Nash has never won a championship, been to the finals. So why wouldn't we have that conversation about great Chris point. Paul? Especially when we're talking about the individual. Great point. Great. And I don't even want to get distracted yeah, by yeah. making jokes and all things. If you're talking about the history of the game of basketball, you're not talking about the Clippers, and you're not talking about the Hornets. So the that's Suns. the thing. You're not talking about the Suns, not at all. But you have to talk about Nash. Because mm-hmm. if you're talking about the game of basketball, yeah. you got to talk about MVPs. Mm-hmm. Hey, so who got the most MVPs ever? Well, yeah, you know, you Magic got his. Yeah. Russell, yeah. Uh, you know, they, well, it wasn't yeah. around when Russell was first. Yeah. So if you really want to talk about the game of basketball, you got to talk about who won MVPs. And that. we're going to have to talk about Nash. And the other reason you got to talk about Nash, you got to answer, wait, when we're talking about the history of basketball, Kobe only has one MVP? How come? <laughs> and you instantly have to mention. And not in a flattering man. way. Not at all. It's not but flattering. So we, what, what are we doing? Backhanded but, compliments to but, talk about Nash? But you're mentioning him. Chris Paul, as much as we all love Chris Paul, what's he done? But we like love the, him for a reason. We don't just love him. We wake up one day and say, we love Chris Paul. Truly, here's the truth. The only thing you would mention in regards to Chris Paul, you would mention the blocked trade to him go to the Lakers. That's part of I it. would say that's the biggest impact Chris Paul has had 
on the game of basketball. Eleven and I'm not, time I'm not even NBA. being hyperbolic. Eleven time, eleven time All NBA. But, you're not mentioning this but guy. But when you're mentioning what, what's it? What did it do? They call him the point god. I think that you're gonna mention the point. You're gonna, you gonna you forgot about God? What, what are we doing? He fell here? from the heavens. <laughs> like, tri- baby, am I tripping? Yeah. Am I tripping? I genuinely like. I'm not even trying to like make jokes. Top 75 player. You got to mention him there. Dame Lillard's a top 75 player. I ain't gonna mention Dame Lillard. Dame. When you talk basketball, not the history you, of the you game. You don't just talk MVPs and champions. You also talk about guys who have who have contributed to the game heavily. Okay, let's do this. Let's go. You're talking basketball. You got to talk magic. Stop obviously. playing. Great. Stop. You got to talk Steph. Obviously, great. Stop. Got to talk Isaiah because bad boy Pistons, right? Obviously, of course. Great. And Isaiah. Champ. Two championships. You clearly yeah. have to talk Stockton because you got to talk Jordan. And when you talk Jordan, you got to talk But Stockton. see, now we start. That's loose. That's loose. Oh, okay. we talking about you because of your homie. Like, or who you win against and you never beat. Like, we can't. That's but not what we're doing is, there. Jordan, to be the greatest of all time, had to go through him. Yeah, that's yeah. why I'm saying you got to talk him. Yeah. Nobody became the greatest because they had to defeat him. Uh. Like the reason Andre Iguodala won Finals MVP to bring this full circle. Oh, I like he it. won Finals MVP because he stopped LeBron mm. James. Mm. Because LeBron James had to go through mm. him. Nobody's had to go through Chris Paul. Right. Kobe Bryant had to go through Steve Nash to win a Finals to win a regular season MVP, and he didn't do it. All of these people actually impacted the legacy of the game of basketball. Either our greatest ever had to go through them or they kept our greatest ever from winning something, something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. Chris Paul's never kept anybody from anything and nobody's yeah. ever had to go through them. But if the only reason we mention Nash is in an unflattering way or we question one, if not both of his MVPs. I'll take that. Chris Paul, I'll take maybe that. you want to stay out of that conversation for just a second. Let's switch it up and switch gears and get to the USFL and take a look back at all the action from week nine. It's one game at a time and beat they f***ing ass like they stole something. Damn, he got absolutely crushed. What a throw and what a catch. 320 pounder gets the bet. I love it. We got some trickery here. And it's a fake. The trickery works. Knock all the pins down. This is how it feels and looks. Turn the corner. <laughs> what a hit. Oh. Those are teeth. Wow. He has been phenomenal. I keep Oh, oh, he got smashed. I know they was hitting like oh, that. You that Let me get my rock, QB. You know I'm hurting right now. Oh, you lucky boy. <laughs> got my friend Sam. He on IR, though. y'all. He on <laughs> IR. He back, though, next time. Yes, sir. USFL wrapping up the regular season and the playoffs start next week. So to get you ready for week 10, we're going to tell you a couple of players worth checking for. Mm. Self, tell us about your start. Oh, man, I got to start off with my man, Kevonte Turpin. You know he fast. Your name, Kevonte. Kevonte, sit your hand down. Kevonte <laughs> Turpin leading the league in receiving yards. One man out there balling for the New Jersey Generals. Oh, my God. Pro football focus wrote he proved he's the single best playmaker in week nine by scoring the modern league's first ever punt return for a touchdown. So it should be no surprise he made the all-USFL team. I see you right there. Now, Acho, who's on your star watch? Shut down, Monte. You already know that's going down. <laughs> I can't deal with you. Right, I got to go with Gerard Fernandez, okay. linebacker for the New Orleans Breakers. Y'all pay attention to him. He also made oh. the all-USFL team. Ooh, Fernandez under. has the second most tackles in the league this season. And in last week's win against the Bandits, Bandits, he had eight combined tackles and a sack 
plus two force. Ooh, that's an Acho stat line. Two force fumbles, too. <laughs> I see it's an Acho from college stat line. Now. There it is. NFL, that's I just got a couple of Gatorade squeezes. You ain't right. You, you ain't know right. what I'm saying? I got a couple of notes taken down. <laughs> Don't forget the final weekend of the USFL regular season is here. You stupid. And tomorrow, the championship favorite Birmingham Stallions look to get ready for the playoffs in a showdown with the Tampa Bay Bandits at 4 Eastern on Fox. Then on Sunday, New Orleans Breakers, Houston Gamblers square off under the lights at 8.30 Eastern on FS1. USFL football tomorrow and Sunday on Fox and FS1. Coming up, the Warriors won it all last night. But are they just getting started? We'll tell you if this is the beginning of another dynasty. Next on Street. But yeah, Shell. Woo. Fox Bet Super 6 has given baseball fans a free chance to win. $10,000 of Big Poppy's money. Scan the QR code, download the Super 6 app, and enter your picks into the baseball contest. Your free shot with Jack. Now let's get back to the NBA. Coming off a huge night, Warriors winning their fourth NBA title in eight seasons last night. But that does not mean they're done in Golden State because Golden State got the best odds to win it all next year, according to Fox Bet Sportsbook, followed by... The Nets. Why are we doing this again? Followed by the Nets, Marcellus Wiley. You must have put that in there. I and the Boston guess. Celtics, who were tied. Best sports book, bringing in a champion in his own right. NBA analyst, Slick, <laughs> Rick, the Buker. But, Sal, is this the beginning of another Warriors dynasty? Uh, according to Heller and Coven, uh, it's just continuing the old one. What? Four <laughs> championships, six finals appearances in eight years? Tells. Some Patriot dynasty numbers there, if not better. Um, Yeah, they're going to continue to roll. Here's the problem, though. It's not about Golden State and where they are right now. It's about what the contenders, especially in the Western Conference, are going to have to rise to do. And what they're going to be able to do in the Western Conference is get healthy. Many of teams are sitting there saying, hey, we're going to hit the hard reset button in terms of our health, and then we'll be in contention. Tell me how these Clippers are going to look with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George healthy next year. Tell me how the Nuggets will look if you get Murray back along with Porter Jr. Tell me what a healthy AD looks like with LeBron James. You know they win 70% of their games, and they just won a championship a couple of years ago. Uh, tell me what the Suns going to look like with the league's best record. I got to figure out Chris Paul, manage those minutes, but still. That team is going to be right there. And then the healthy Grizzlies team, remember they were doing something in the series against the Golden State Warriors. Then John Morant went down, and obviously their hopes went down with it. It's not about the Warriors and how they're going to always be available for contention. It's about the other teams who are now going to raise their hand healthy and say, we're here as well. So much of this depends on how you define dynasty, obviously. Fair. Are they going to make another five consecutive trips to the NBA Finals and win three times getting there? No, I do not expect that. Mm. Could they make another couple trips to the Finals after this one and at least win one more? Yes, I would fully expect that. And Marcellus, your point is valid in terms of all of the other competition and what they're going to have to go through. And make no mistake, they're not going to come back whole as the Warriors. That just doesn't happen to championship teams. There are teams that are going to pick off a Kevon Looney, an yeah. Otto Porter Jr., maybe a Gary Payton. Uh, they're not going to have everybody back. So they're going to have to rework it once again. But all that said, the value of having won a championship, having all these young guns experience what it takes 
what it reaps and what it requires is incalculable and nobody else in the league has that. That's why I felt mm. like for them to move forward, if they didn't win this championship, this might be pretty much over. But now they've got a new generation of Warriors players who understand what it takes from day one to get it done. And there isn't anybody who has that. So depending on how you define dynasty, mm. uh, if it's replicating what they, they did in the previous iteration, I would say no, that's a bridge too far. But if it's a matter of can they win two of the next three, yes, I think that's very doable for these Warriors. Slick, the Warriors, I think, are going to be in a new dynasty because they're retooled and they're repooled. Jordan, uh, um, Jordan Poole, uh, I think, eventually is going to ascend into the role <laughs> of uh, Clay Thompson as that second mm. wingman scorer. Now, Jordan Poole's not the defender that Clay Thompson was, obviously, but they're retooled and they're repooled. But Slick, because of how much homework you do on this show, you make me better. Marcellus, they make me better. Y'all really make me study. Here is the reason the Warriors are going to begin a new dynasty. Because it didn't take them that much to win this one, so I don't think it'll take them that much to win the next one. Mm. What in the world do I mean? Mm. The Warriors only had one player score 40 points, and it was only one time this playoffs. Think about Luka who basically had to score 40 points if the Mavericks dared have a chance. He scored 40 points three times. Jimmy Butler, four times. Giannis, three times. DeRozan, John Morant, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, each scoring 40 points. But the Warriors, in a route to a championship, only needed one 40-point game from Steph Curry one time to win a chip. It was easy to do. Thus, it will be easy to duplicate. I'm not saying winning a championship is easy to do, but you're not asking for a lot. If all the Warriors needed to do to win a championship was get one 40-point game from Steph Curry, he can do that again. And thus, the Warriors can duplicate this again. For context, the Nets need 40-point games from Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving to win. They got none, and they didn't get out the first round. Mm. The Mavericks need a 40-point game from Luka to win. They got several, and thus they made it far, but eventually Luka runs out of gas. Giannis must score 40 at some point in time for the Bucks to have a chance, but eventually he too ran out of gas. But the Warriors, they only needed one, just one 40-point game over the mm. course of their 16 wins to win a championship. That's all it took. Because it's easy to do, it's easy to duplicate. And as a result, I do think the Warriors are beginning another dynasty. Mm, I like that point. A strong point right there. Um, I think some of it balls from their style of play and ball movement and player movement. And obviously, as you said, repooling allows them to have second, third options that other teams just couldn't trust. Think of Luka and you're like, who else are you going to trust? Night in and night out. I love that. So they didn't have to do a lot, but they sure spent a lot. Oh, let's talk about how much money they're going to spend to keep this team together mm. and still lose players, as Slick Rick just mentioned. $48 million. Go, Steph Curry. Get yours. $41 million. Go ahead, Clay. Get yours. $33 million. Go ahead, Wiggins. Get yours. $26 million. Go ahead, Draymond. Get yours. And nobody else going to get anything. Uh-oh. So who else is going to be on this team? We got rookie deals. We got Jordan Poole on a rookie deal. We get it. But at the same time, Kevin Looney, Gary Payton II, 
All these other players, Otto Porter Jr., who had his splash moments in, in his finals as well, these guys are going to be seeking money that won't be in Golden State. So in terms of retooling this team, I don't see how you can do it. They can run it back with the same guys who have that championship DNA. But trust me, adding to this conversation and adding to this team's roster, it's going to be a difficult task. Yes, yeah, Celis, so, that was the perfect counter to what Acho said because, Acho, I agree with you. It was once again strength in numbers. That's how they got this done. But that's why the question of how many of these pieces they can retain is going to be vital to whether they can continue this success. No. Because you can't argue, Gary Payton, we're going to, I mean, he had an effect. He, he did make a contribution. Otto Porter Jr. started the last couple of games. He was instrumental. Kevon Looney was instrumental. <laughs> it was the fact that they had all these different com- contributing pieces that allowed this team to succeed in spite of Steph only having one 40-plus point game. Now, the reason that I still believe that they're capable of replacing those pieces, even if they lose some of them, is because of Steph Curry, because mm. of the uniqueness of Steph Curry. Mm. We've talked about, well, we got, we got uh, Jesus Shuttleworth. That was uh, Ray <laughs> Allen. And yeah. people have referred to Michael Jordan as Black Jesus. Mm. But honestly, if we're going to look at the way Steph Curry operates, the way he carries himself, the way he infuses other people with faith and belief, that's the black Jesus we're looking at right there in the way he approaches the game. And that is ultimately his secret power is that he brings guys together and he allows them to shine. He has all the power. He has all the force. And yet he is going to allow others to uh, be able to speak on his behalf. Testify. And I know you are laughing, Marcellus, but you are a man of faith. <laughs> you can't tell me Donations. that in the real, that in the real, oh, when yeah. we think about what Jesus represented, <laughs> that Steph Curry represents <laughs> all of that and more, mm. as opposed to the Old Testament <laughs> where we had the vindictive strike you down. That's what I think of when I think of Michael Jordan, okay? I'm going to... I'm going to get, I'm going to smoke you. That's what I think of when I think of Michael Jordan. When I think of Steph Curry, it's let me gather my flock and shall we all eat. Yes, that's real. Steph uh, Slick, the only note that I'll add, and I think this was the most mind-boggling one, and I've just been related. In the last 25 years, you want to talk about the teams that have won championships while scoring, while only having one 35-point game. Last 25 years, teams that have won championships while only having one 35-point game in the postseason. Mm. The 14 Spurs, the 7 Spurs, the 99 Spurs, and you want to talk about those Mm. 04 Pistons. So the Spurs, you know that same Spurs team with Tim Duncan to win championships over three decades, 99, 07, 14, mind you, I didn't mention 05, et cetera. That's the only other teams. So if the, if the Warriors can do what those Spurs have done, I do think we're looking at a dynasty. Man, looking at a dynasty. The dynasty continues, according to Heller and Coven. All these Warriors going to have problems next year. Them Clippers are coming back. Coming up, Golden State won it all last night without <laughs> former Warrior Kevin Durant. Tell you if it impacts KD's legacy. Why you got to bring KD into this? That's next. Oh, you can't speak Steph without speaking KD. Oh, speak for yourself. That's right. That is the Celestine. The Warriors won their fourth title in eight seasons last night. Good Lord. 
two of those were with Kevin Durant, who was also named Finals MVP twice. But he left a few years ago for Brooklyn. Charles Barkley talked today about KD's respect level from stars from the past and said, quote, until he is the guy on a championship team, we're not going to ever give him the respect that he probably deserves. Damn. Acho, does the Warriors title impact KD's legacy? It does, unfortunately. Uh, and the reason it does is, like, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant truly is one of the greatest players of all time. Yeah. Individual talents, you cannot deny how great Kevin Durant is. And it is so unfortunate that every time discussing Kevin Durant, we will always and forever have to discuss that he had to leave and join a super team to get a title. Yeah. And that, it just disserves what Kevin Durant accomplishes. Comes in as a rookie, 20 points, 20 points, 20 points. Mm. Then he leads a young squad to the NBA Finals. Mm. Obviously, he gets dismantled by LeBron James, but to what surprise, it's LeBron James. Mm. Kevin Durant is the second greatest player of this generation to LeBron James, mm. if you want to talk about totality mm. of like. talent We're individually. Talking. Talking, yeah. But the moment what? you mention Kevin Durant, what you say? You gotta mention Steph Curry. And if I have to mention you to mention you, then you ain't all that special. <laughs> and that, I think, sell this is a problem. Mm. Kevin Durant highlights winning an NBA championship, winning a finals MVP. But then you got to ask, where'd he do it and who who'd he do it with? And the moment you got to mention the Warriors, because the Warriors have now won another title, to me, it just distracts and it detracts from Kevin Durant. Okay. Oh, man. This does not have an impact on KD's legacy, but I know how society works. I know how we like to gossip. I know how we like to cause a stir. So people are going to try and connect the two. Let's be real about this. There's a chicken and egg conversation going on. Why we continue to have this conversation in barbershops and salons all across the country. Here we go. Everyone says, ah, oh, cupcake. Why you go to the Golden State Warriors, the team that beat you, and you were up 3-1, and you wanted to go get a title with them? Why didn't you just beat that team? And no one ever finishes the conversation okay. and asks, why did a 73-win team, best team in regular season NBA history, go a-begging a Kevin Durant to come? So since we don't ask both sides of that conversation, we never get the right answer. Let me go forward. Okay, they played together. We know what happened. If I'm Kevin Durant and I wake up this morning, you know what I do? First thing I do, I brush my hair. Not skin. The first thing I do, love you, KD. After I brush my hair, I say, you know what these lazy fools gonna do? Try to make me feel less than myself. And you know what I'm gonna tell myself? It sure was easier when I was there. When I was there, we didn't have these conversations about, oh, what's gonna happen in the finals? As they even said last night on the broadcast. They expected to win when Kevin Durant was there. Now y'all going through hell to get there or hoping other teams get injured as what happened this year. So KD's legacy to me is protected because when he was added to this team, there was no conversation of who was going to win it. When he was taken away from this team or he departed, there is this conversation in terms of expectations. But in terms of individual greatness, I'm glad you started there, and I'm going to finish there. KD's greater than Steph individually. I didn't start. No, no, I didn't. Coming up, the Celtics have to wait till next year for another crack at the title. Or oh, I misquoted you. I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll tell you what we learned about Jason Tatum next on Speak for Yourself. Top five score all Man, time. Jason Tatum oh, up and down in the finals. Man, it continued last night. We all know they had to win the game. 
Jason Tatum didn't know that, though. No! Because he only dropped 13 <laughs> points. Two points in the second half for the Celtics loss. Also had 23 turnovers and only shot 37% from the field in the final sell. Jason Tatum proved a lot this season. Mm. First team All-NBA he was. Yeah. But what you learn about Jason Tatum in the finals? Uh, he just highlighted old Wileyism uh, that success is not linear. That means as you are evolving, as you're maturing, as you're getting better, it's not always linear. It's up and down, as you just mentioned. Yo-yo at times, growing pains, as we call them. Jason Tatum just had a hard lesson taught to him. That on this stage, being at your best has to get even better. You have to recalibrate every single game. We saw him come out as a collective, as a team, win game one. We saw him up 2-1 in this series. But what Golden State was able to do is reestablish themselves because they have that championship DNA. Jason Tatum was going through something that I went through when I went from high school to Columbia. Didn't go to the football factories. Didn't go to UT. Wasn't good enough, one. But two, I didn't want to go that route. And you know what happened? A lot of people started to get discouraged or look at my forecast as gloomy. Oh, you ain't going pro from Columbia. And started talking crazy. Not knowing that success is not linear. Doesn't have to follow the yellow brick road. At 24, Jason Tatum still can win a championship before Michael Jordan. He can win one before LeBron. He can win one before Steph Curry. So if he understands what he just got taught and learns and grows from it, next year he won't have those same growing pains. I feel you, Sel. Success is not linear. It's interesting. Whenever you would tell me that in the last year, year and a half, I always picture someone climbing up a mountain and not necessarily going in one straight direction, but going left, going right, etc. While success might take you up and down, it shouldn't take you back. Ooh, I hear you. And what I learned about Jason Tatum is he is not ready just yet. Mm -hmm. Because this finals, he took steps back. Mm. We've never seen Jason Tatum appear scared. There was a video online going viral of Jason Tatum dunking on LeBron James, if y'all recall, 2018, I believe, Eastern Conference Finals. Young Jason Tatum, before he grew his hair out, he was extra light-skinned at the time. I can't. Young JT <laughs> dunking on LeBron James, flexing on LeBron James. Now, Jason Tatum would go on to lose that to game. Mm -hmm. I would go on to lose that series. Mm. But that Jason Tatum was confident. That Jason Tatum wasn't afraid of nobody. He wasn't mm. afraid of no man. If you're not afraid of LeBron, yeah. you're not afraid of anyone. Mm. That Jason Tatum was not this Jason Tatum. Yeah. A 13-point Jason Tatum. Real quick, we only got a minute and a half left of Oh, let's this go, period. let's go. There's a point, and so let me know if you notice. Okay. An athlete, I think, can just see it in other athletes' eyes. Jason Tatum checked into the game yesterday, fourth quarter. It was like eight minutes left. He had just come out off the bench, and he was seemingly tired. They were tapped. But yes. I, it was weird to me because I was like, you just came off the bench. Mm -hmm. It was almost mm -hmm. like, and sometimes this happens weirdly in sports, you were extremely fatigued for no reason. Oh, I get you it. can get your rest. You can get your, you can hydrate. You can be mentally prepared. But then you go out there and in the first series, you're like, yo, yeah. did I not condition all week? Like, yeah. why am I so gassed? Yeah. I noticed that with Jason Tatum. It was as if he wasn't there. Yeah. Physically, he was present, yeah. Yeah. but just emotionally, he wasn't there at all. Yeah, he was emotionally spent. You know what happens? That's why they say, in part, you fall in your nightmares. Like, you be running, you're like, ah! It's because he tried to open up every door. Okay, I could do this. That ain't working. I could do this. I could do this. And I learned this lesson from a sports psychologist coupled with the fact that they say you burn so many calories when you study. Like, emotion. You could be sitting still, and you just thinking. And that could be burning calories just like if you were walking on the treadmill. And this dude, I saw it. There were times four minutes into the game, fourth quarter, no one was going for rebounds. Like, Boston was like, yesterday, yeah. it was glaring. You Ball just 
<laughs> we spunk, coach. Like Down I, by 11. Yeah. And, and it's not because physically I couldn't get my feet to move. It's just because mentally I've already tapped myself out. There are no doors that are opening. I'll see you next year after these growing pains kick in. Coming up, Clay Thompson is a four-time champion, and he keeps receipts on doubters. We'll tell you if we love or hate him clapping back on a Grizzlies player. That's next on Speak for Yourself. Really Holy cannoli. <laughs> Clay Thompson won his fourth title last night, but after the game, he brought up a tweet in late March from Grizzlies' Jaron Jackson Jr. JJJ, Memphis beat the Warriors by 28 points without Steph, Draymond, and Clay. And Jackson tweeted, strength in numbers. Clay kept them receipts. Listen. <laughs> strength in numbers is alive and well. <laughs> I can't wait. There's this one player on the Grizzlies who tweeted strength in numbers after they beat us in the regular season, and it pissed me off so much. I can't wait to retweet that thing, freaking bum. That I had to watch that. I'm just like this freaking cloud. I said, you love it. Hey, Clay taking a shot at the Grizzlies after the final. I love it because it was organic. It wasn't premeditated. Like if you listen to Clay, he was just saying like strength in numbers is alive and well. Then he remembered like, wait a second. Hold up. Somebody said something about strength in numbers. Yeah. The other reason I love it, he didn't even cuss dude out. Like, no. he wasn't even disrespectful with him. No. Like, he said freaking. Yeah. He said bum clown. He could have said all types of profane X, Y, and Zs. Yeah. He ain't like Draymond cussing with his kid right there. He's just like, look, <laughs> I'm going to remember this. Called him a bum is what it is. I love it. I loved it, too. My initial reaction was loving it. But then I stopped. I was like, in your great moment, another one, one of your greatest moments, you really want to reference this other dude who was not even a part of it. And he wasn't really your fuel and motivation to get here, like strength and numbers. It was just kind of weird, like a weird interruption to something much greater than Jaron Jackson Jr. But that's me nitpicking. Holy cannoli. That was, <laughs> what the hell are you talking about, Clay? Woo! You know it's legal in California when you say holy cannoli, Adam <laughs> Stage. That's it for us. Have a great weekend, y'all. Peace.